dude, did you make this? This is nice. I didn't realize this was a model kit. I thought it was just a plastic. You'd be upset if I broke it, right? There are movies that you can see, and then there are movies that you gotta see. Pop the popcorn and grab your favorite snack, and join Jim, a former Hollywood visual effects artist, and Michael, just a dude who likes movies, as they sit back and talk about a movie that you gotta see, as well as look at the deeper themes that make these stories more than just a movie. Welcome to You Gotta See This Movie. Welcome to You Gotta See This Movie. This is a podcast about two guys who love to talk about movies as well as the deeper things that make these stories more than just a movie. Jim, how you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah. Are you excited? Excited about what? Talk about Star Wars, man. Oh, yeah. I didn't know I was supposed to have this level of excitement. Well, yeah. I mean, this is... I mean, I'm kind of a low-key guy, you know. Yeah. But I think it's one of those things where... I don't know. I can't remember exactly when we met each other or what happened, but I think it's one of those things where if I know someone really likes Star Wars, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, that that's a good guy. Yeah. So we've always had this, you know, Star Wars in between us. Yeah, that's the so. thing that kind of brings us together. And, then, and then you, you go to the next level, like, do you know lines from Star Wars? Yes. Yes, see? Yeah. Or yeah. do you even go to the next level and name your firstborn son after a Star Wars character. Oh, that's true. Because we both did. We both did. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So it's crazy. Do you that, ever get crazy. like people always tell you like, hey, do you ever tell your son, Luke, I'm your father? I think I've only done it a couple times. <laughs> How often do you do it? <laughs> well, I, I kind of got tired of people always asking me if I do it. Yeah. So I just, just like, no, I don't do that. I don't do that. But, uh. I do like to um, always do the line like uh, when the kids are upset at me and I say like, oh, uh, perhaps you think I'm treating you unfairly. It'd nice. be ashamed if I have to, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But that's my favorite line to say. You like to, be, you like to bring the wrath of Darth Vader down on him. Right. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So. All right. So we have big Star Wars fans and we're excited to to jump into this movie. It's weird. I don't feel like I don't need to read the synopsis because everybody in the world has seen Star Wars. That's right? true. Yeah. But uh, or maybe I should anyway. Don't read it, but what would you say? Like if someone just said, tell me what Star Wars is about. What's Star Wars? <laughs> it's, a, it's an epic space adventure. Epic space adventure. From, no, that's not right. It's more of an epic space fantasy. Yeah. Fantasy? It's not really sci-fi. It's, it's fantasy. Sci-fi fantasy? That's got to be sci-fi. You have to have some sci-fi in this, man. Yeah. Yeah, but science fiction is more like real world stuff. Like like Star Trek is more I, sci-fi. I would say sci-fi fantasy. Sci-fi fantasy. Yeah. yeah. All right. It's an epic sci-fi fantasy about a farm boy who befriends an old Jedi master to take down an evil empire. In the midst of an intergalactic civil war. The intergalactic civil war, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very cool i guess so all right so we we i'm always fascinated by this and we've talked about this with other movies but jim you were you were alive when this first one came out i was i, I was, was alive not i was alive i'm 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 kind of embarrassed to say this okay but i i, I distinctly remember saturday morning just kind of got finished watching you know cartoons mm-hmm. i was 11 years old 11 year old kid 
I'll be finished watching the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner Hour. And I'm stepping away from the TV and the advertisement comes on for Star Wars. You know, the big fanfare and the scenes. And I looked at it and I said, man, that looks dumb. <laughs> I know, right? And I don't know why it hit me yeah. that way. I maybe it was because like nothing like that has ever been done before. Because mm-hmm. usually sci-fi stuff of the 70s is, is kind of like, I don't know, it's, it's kind of clean and it's shiny, clean. shiny, and there's not crazy creatures mm-hmm. and not as much as, and it just was like, just came out of left field. Yeah. Dumb. I can see where, yeah, especially coming along the lines of like, uh, you've never, no one's ever seen nothing like this before. No one's ever been. Or maybe I expected it to be dumb because it looked weird. I thought that right. was going to be dumb. Yeah. yeah. So I can understand that. Yeah. But then, yeah, but I remember going to the drive-in theater. That's where I saw it the first time. Mm-hmm. And uh, in our old VW bus. And we're just blown away. Yeah. Just blown away. Yeah. And Star Wars is one of those movies where you, everyone gets blown away from the opening scene. Right. Right. From when the, 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 the ship that, that goes over your head. And you think like, oh, that's a big ship. Right. Yeah. But then you didn't know there's even bigger ship chasing it yeah and it just keeps going yeah and, and going, going and going yeah yeah that, that's such a cool scene yeah. and to think like that was i mean I, I would like to think that like george lucas that was his intention like that was the world's introduction to everything like this whole world was just these two ships fighting each other and had that scene not been there i'm sure it still would have been a success but I don't know. I think that just that just rewired everyone's brain the moment they watched that movie that like, wow, things are going to change now. Movies aren't going to be the same. Yeah. So, yeah, he just took a completely different approach to the that sci-fi genre yeah. and brought us into this this other world, right? You know, in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> and I think the thing that was so um notable about the film or different was that um he kind of introduced us to the idea of the used future. Yeah. It's, it's futuristic, sort of, you think spaceships and stuff, but everything was kind of dirty and grimy mm-hmm. and used and beat up because that's kind of how things would get over time. Right. And that was like, that's what kind of gave it that little extra element of cool. So everyone just assumed that, oh, the future is going to be so much better. It's going to be clean. It's, it's clean. Be so it's sleek. Lot, a lot of chrome, a lot yeah. of like, yeah. Jetsons, right? Yeah. But uh, but you're right. Yeah, George Lucas is like, no, dirty future. Yeah. Or long, long ago. I mean, yeah. still in the past, maybe. I don't know. I never understood. A long time ago. In the galaxy far, far away. He's just trying to take you into a world that's completely Different. separate. Than, yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I wonder so, how long ago it was. How long do you think? My I mean, guess? Probably thousands of years. Yeah, 1938. <laughs> So that's, this, that's just speculation. So this happened a galaxy far, far away, <laughs> only maybe in yeah, 1938. 1938. Yeah, yeah. That's just that's just speculation. All right, but um, all right. Well, let's talk about. Well, when when did you see it first? Oh, um, well, I you know in our I think it was our second podcast we ever did the Return of the Jedi episode. Um, you know, I Return of the Jedi was the first movie I ever saw in theaters. I honestly don't remember my first moment that I saw Star Wars. I just feel like I just grew up with it and that it was just a part of my life. Um, so I don't know if I, yeah, I don't know. 
I think that I saw it, you know, way back when, when VCRs were a thing and VHSs were a new thing. And I remember going to my grandma's because my grandma was the only one that had a VHS or a VCR at the time. And, um, so a neighbor let us borrow the whole trilogy. And I remember spending the night at our house a week and we watched all three movies. So I don't know if it was then when I saw it or, and then for a, I wouldn't say a large part of my life, but I can remember as a kid, always getting a lot of these movies mixed up because it was just like, I just, it was a star Wars. All of it was star Wars to me. So I watched a lot of them, but I never really remembered, Oh, which part was which, but. But yeah, but I mean, I think I've owned this, I've owned it VHS, I've owned a DVD, I've owned it uh, Blu-ray, now 4K. I mean, I've every possible way. I have the Laserdiscs. I didn't watch, I didn't watch them on Laserdiscs. Oh, you have got, the, you, I got those later in life. So but, does the, the Star Wars Laserdisc, is that of the original 77 version or is it the updated version? Oh no, it's the original 77 version. Oh, so you have a Laserdisc disc copy. I don't have a player. But, but you do have the disc. The lizard disc yeah. Oh, okay. Because last night I watched the VHS copy in all its glorious grain. That's crazy. Grainy film. Because I just wanted to experience it from, I mean, in this purest form. Yeah. And that's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 What do you uh, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a lot of people like the special editions. No. I, just, um, it, I think I'm, I'm more nostalgic, nostalgic in that I want to see it the way I saw it when I was a kid. Yeah. 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 I can't remember what podcast it was on, but I remember I made the comment of like special editions are better. Yeah. And there was someone that responded on that, like, oh, I'm out. I can't believe you said that. And I was being sarcastic. Yeah. I, I, I figured you were. But I mean, there are some things about it that I, I don't, they don't bother me. The special editions. There are some, there's a lot that does. Like, obviously, the whole Han shooting first thing. Don't know why they changed that. They've changed that thing so many different times. Um, they should have kept that as it is. But like the little things of, um, I don't know, like when going into the into the the city, the um, most Eisley spaceport, mm-hmm. and just like making it bigger, like seeing more things. Like I like that. Yeah, I you like know, making I the world watching, more. I liked watching the newer version just to see to see the scenes. Um, you know, like when they left Moss Eisley, you actually got a shot of the Millennium Falcon leaving. Yeah. You know, because it's just, you know, you know, they have the shootout and then the next cut is he's just blasting off into space, sort of a wide shot. Yeah. I think it's really cool to see the Millennium Falcon yeah, taking up out the, of the port. So it's cool. And I'm glad I, you know, I, I could see that. But but if I'm going to sit down and watch the movie, just watch it. I'll go for the original. Yeah. yeah. So there's some things. Though. Yeah. All right. I get why George Clooney, because, you know, money and technology yeah. he has now. Or you can add those things, but yeah, yeah. But changing, changing things is not good. You no. don't want to change it. Yeah, you can add, add, add yeah. missing shots and maybe you know clean up a frame, but mm-hmm. don't change. Don't change the story. I like what they. I like they added Java. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Which and a lot of you don't know when they first did this movie, Java was just a human, just a really fat man, but uh, they added him in later and made you know. Put Jabba in it. Made him a slug. Looks horrible. Looks the CGI looks horrible, but yeah, still like the scene. Yeah. Adds to it. Okay, so you had the VHS tapes to go to and rewatch them mm-hmm. over and over again. Okay, so when I left the theater, it's like oh, I wanted to see it again, you know, but we couldn't, right? Right. So the next best thing, I've got this here. We had the story of Star Wars record album. 
That's crazy. It's crazy. And this is yeah. this is the one I had when I was a kid and my brother and I shared it. I don't know if it was his or if it was mine or just ours or the family's, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so this is the one and it just basically gets narrated by a guy that sounds like Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> and he just Was he trying to be Obi-Wan Kenobi or just I think just sound like okay. him, I think. Yeah. yeah. But we just listened to this like over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how we just experienced the film. And, um, and I remember it's just like, I don't know if it was a few days right after the film, I made a little R2D2 out of clay. Hmm. Like, look, it looked pretty good. And my mom was like, how can you remember what he looked like? It's like, oh, I remember what he looked like. Yeah. And, uh, in Legos, we'd build spaceships out of Legos. And it was oh, yeah. just like this constant steady stream of making our own stuff until the toys came out. And I didn't have any of the toys. My brother had the toys because he was five years younger than me. And so I played with his stuff. So I never owned any toys for myself. I had a lot of the toys. I bet you did. Yeah. 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 I had the full Java set. I had a couple of Java sets. Yeah. I had a Rancor. Yeah. I had um, a TIE Fighter. Yeah. Um, what else did I have? I mean, I had all the figures. But I think as far as big pieces, that was it. Yeah. I had a friend that actually had the sand crawler. Oh, wow. That's cool. And it was pretty cool and impressive in the room. Uh-huh. But at the same time, I'm like, why would someone want to, like, it's, it's a cool thing. Yeah. But it wasn't like pivotal to the story. You know, it's it was not just like, a cool thing. it's not like, oh yeah, Luke's going to get in the sand crawler yeah. and like shoot down the empire, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, my, uh, yeah, my but brother had, had a ton, a ton of toys, yeah. lots of toys and stuff. And I made a lot of stuff for him, like just. Uh, I remember making a, you know, an ad ad, you know, the, the walking oh, tank yeah, that's cool. and a millennium Falcon, big millennium Falcon. I did a couple versions, Yeah, but he's a, he's a star Wars fan, huge star Wars fan, that's which, cool. which is an understatement. I should probably, I need to send this to him. I've been meaning to send it to him because he would get a kick out of having this. It's his and turn. I, <laughs> it's well, his he's, turn he's just a huge <laughs> fan. I'm not like yeah. a huge fan like he is, but you know, it was something he had when he was, we shared as a kid. So I need yeah, to send cool. that to him. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's talk about the movie and let's get into one of my favorite characters. And like, I'm not saying he's my favorite star Wars character. I'm saying like, he's my favorite character in movies, books, everything. It's Darth Vader. Number one, number one favorite character of all time. Yeah. Kind of like the way I liked Captain Nemo. Like until you ruined him for me. I didn't, (laughs) I just pointed stuff out. Yeah. And it's okay to still like him. I don't like him as much anymore. Well, I love Darth Vader. I mean, the whole movie, well, really the whole saga really is about his character, right? Yeah. It's about who he is as a boy and then growing up. But then, it, but anyways, that first scene where, you know, he comes through the door and he just stands there and looks around, see all the de- devastation. He's not scared of nothing. And he just walks. He's walking. I just think like, oh, that's so cool. And now, um, yeah, I just, I don't know, just the look of him, everything, everything about him. I just, his voice yeah, has always been just amazing. He's a scary dude. He's a scary dude. Yeah. And he's just choking people out. Yeah. You know, both, you know, both with his fingers and yeah, he's, just he's, like he's physically choking. He's just picking him out. up with his hand and choking him and yeah. just, just tossing him like a rag doll. Yeah. Yeah. And like he gave no quarter. He just said, tell me what I need to know. And like, no, I'm gonna you hear you. that guy neck crack and yeah. <laughs> and he just tosses him. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. But, um, 
have you ever seen um the uh this is you know i'm sure everyone knows james earl jones does the voice for him wasn't he wasn't the actor in the suit but the actor in the suit actually was saying the lines have you ever seen like the the behind the scenes footage? Oh, that would be funny they're pretty funny does he have a squeaky voice he doesn't have a squeaky voice he's got like a um it's an accent. I don't know where he's from. Brooklyn. Uh, no, I want to say German, Switzerland, oh. British. David Prowse, right? Um, yeah. He, uh, but yeah, he's just like, Nein. like, Nein. I don't know. It just sounds weird. It does not sound like Darth Vader. And so they definitely don't act a... so surprised, Your Highness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you weren't on any mercy mission, right? Yeah. But uh, anyways, they're funny. You should look them up. They're on YouTube to, somewhere. Right, check it out. I think I connected more with the uh, uh, C-3PO and R2-D2. Oh. It was kind of like a kind of like a Laurel and Hardy sort of yeah. kind of thing. They're, 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 I don't know if Laurel and Hardy is the right word, but they were just like this little like comic duo. Mm-hmm. And, and of course it's centered around R2 because he's carrying the data tapes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which is so cool to think that, I mean, it wasn't a big part of the movie, but in this movie, you, you, you see who the villains are. You see the bad guy. You see just how bad he is. You, you see a little bit of Princess Leia being that damsel in distress at, at first. Um, and then you're like, you're, you're watching this whole movie through the eyes of the droids before they even get, you know, like now they're, they're escaping and then they crash and now they're, on the planet trying to survive and they're arguing with each other. Right. You're, you're not, you're really seeing the the hero yet. Right. Right. It's just, it's all through these, through these droids. Yeah. Oh. And R2, he's cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's a robot with sass. Yeah. He's got sassy beeps. <laughs> Chirps and beeps. Chirps and beeps. Yeah. It, you know, another cool thing that they came out with a book a couple of years ago. Um, it's called, from a certain point of view and it's uh it's, i always thought that was lame it they they call it yeah or it the book's canon so they said like these stories are like in the canon of star wars yeah. like these aren't just made up stories this is what really happened but all these all these stories are just it's a book full of stories but it's from different points of view of other background characters within star wars so i'll give you an example there's a whole story of the Empire officer who told the gunner to not shoot the the pod. Yeah, why don't he should have shot it, right? And but he, he, said, but he, and he just makes like, oh, that was just probably a malfunction. Just leave it alone. There's a whole story of him freaking out <laughs> because he realized he messed up and he doesn't doesn't and he's trying to like cover his tracks. Like, how do I and then it gets in the you know, the bureaucracy of paperwork about how he can file this and these reports. It's pretty funny. Um, so what he he would have gotten in more trouble if he fired on it, and, and he should have acted, it. yes, because then it turns out like, oh, the plans were on that on that pod. Right, they did get away. They did get away. Yeah. So, and, and then another one, which was really interesting, was um, it follows the droid that was the the red R two unit. Yeah, the one with the bad motivator. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a whole storyline with that droid, and. It, there's, he meets R2 in the Sandcrawler, and R2 tells him in, in the droid language, hey, I have these important missions. I have to get off this thing. 
And so he, he's, you know, the other is like, no, I just want to be useful because that's our lot in life, just to be useful. That's my motivation. Yeah. And then Archie's like, no, you got, you don't understand. I have to get off this. So on our next stop, like, I need to go. Like, just let me go. Oh, right. He needs to be sold. So right. Move on. And so right. that's why the yeah. red gets picked first. And when Archie starts freaking out, yeah, he's actually talking to the red. The art, the well, red art two well, unit. Well, they made an agreement. And he's telling him like, no, you don't. I need this is for the sake of the universe, or for the galaxy. I need to go do something, and, and then as a sacrifice, the R five or the R two is like blows himself up. He blows himself up. Yeah, it's just kind of funny, weird stuff. He could have just fell over or something. Yeah, he had to blow himself up. Well, he had to show him they had a bad motivator. Look, oh, that's so, true. Yeah, all right. So. Anyways, that's a, it's an interesting book. If you're a Star Wars fan, yeah. I, it's a fun book. Yeah. It's a fun book to read. Yeah. But that, but that's where we meet Luke Skywalker. Now, where do you land on Luke Skywalker as far as a good hero? How do I, how do, as a good hero? Well, what yeah. Do like, what, what, do you, what are your thoughts on Luke Skywalker? I don't know. I just thought he was kind of a whiny kid. <laughs> yeah. Right? But he wants something bigger. He wants to get off the planet. He wants to join the Academy, right? Mm-hmm. Be with his buddies. Spend time at the Tashi station. Yeah. Pick yeah. up some power converters. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He just seemed like an average kid. Just like, you know, teenage kid working on his cars, mm-hmm. space cars, you know, but he kind of has bigger dreams, wants to get out. Doesn't want to be a farmer. No. No way, man. No moisture way. farmer. Moisture farmer. But you just, you're just harvesting water? Is that just, what it is? Just, yeah. They're like uh, big uh, dehydrators or something. Just yeah. Like in the, yeah, there's no lakes, right? There's no, there's no like underground water on no. Tatooine. They I just think. have to get through the air, air, get out of the air. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I think he's cool. I think, uh, I don't think that the movie would have would have been, inter- you know, interesting with just him him alone. You know, when Han Solo came on the scene, and then that, that oh, this guy's cool. Yeah, I like this guy. Yeah, yeah I'm definitely a bigger Han Solo fan than I am a Luke fan. Yeah. I like the idea of Luke being the Jedi and the lightsaber, mm-hmm. but yeah, there's some Han Solo is just much cooler. He's cooler, yeah, and just you know, he's a space pirate scoundrel, yeah, guy that definitely we can all agree shoots first, yeah, and then ask questions later. He's like the he's like the cool single guy that goes around, you know, that with his with cool dog, you know, he's got a dog buddy with him, <laughs> yeah, 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 and his ship, the Millennium Falcon, yeah. Probably one of the best spaceships, I don't know, in all sci-fi, right? Yeah, because, you know, iconic. yeah, because when that came on the scene, you're kind of looking at it going, like, I've never seen anything like that before. Like, the cockpit's mm-hmm. off to the side, yeah. and it's kind of like a saucer, but it's not, you know, it's, yeah, it's super cool. What a piece of junk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I used to get in trouble um, in school because I would play with my quarter and pretend yeah. it was a Millennium Falcon and just it was flying around <laughs> and the teacher was like, Michael, what are you doing? I'm like, nothing. Playing with a quarter. It's a quarter. <laughs> but yeah, there's just something about that ship that was a psych. Yeah. That's why when that ride at Disneyland came out, I was like, sorry, kids, I'm flying this thing. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys be the gunners. It's, it's like, it's been your dream your whole life to yeah. fly the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Yeah. And I told, I told my son, I said, at some point, just ask me, What's that red light flashing? Yeah. And I was going to slap his hand away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do probably an episode one day of like, just talk about like, what are our favorite movie characters? Yeah. Of all time. Because the next one in my top is in my top five as well is Obi-Wan Kenobi. 
Really? I love Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, to me, he is like... He's like the wise old wizard. He's the wise old wizard, but I, you know... But you're talking about Obi-Wan just from the start. You're talking about like through all the movies as Obi-Wan? Because then I can see it. But but like, No, I liked him in this movie. And really? then And then I really liked him in like the prequels. Yeah, yeah, he was a lot more developed as a character you in the know, prequels. I just like I just liked his character, you know, and just like he's just this wise old man and Yeah, but know, Darth Vader kills him like what? He towards the end of the movie and then and then he's then he's done. Well he then doesn't he, kill him. Well then he's just force ghost voice. Yeah. Know, and everything else though, and all the other movies, he's just force ghost. So okay. So let's let's talk it's kinda hard to talk about this movie and not talk about the other movies. Right? Right. So Let's talk about that. You watch this movie, right? And yeah. you see it it clearly looks like Obi or Darth Vader just slices through Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then he just vanishes, right? It doesn't look like he sliced the room. It looks like he just hit him in his in his side. In his arm. Well, yeah, yeah but then he yeah. dies. Yeah. Or he's gone. Yeah. Then the next movie, Yoda dies. No, sorry, in Jedi, Yoda dies and he just disappears. He just disappears. So you just assume, okay, so Jedi's, that's just what happens to them. They disappear. Do they make the call? Like, I'm going to disappear now. Well, I just thought, like, that's what happens to Jedi's when they die. They disappear. And, like, I went throughout my whole life thinking that until I saw the prequel, uh, Phantom Menace, and then Qui-Gon dies, but he doesn't disappear. So then you realize... Yeah, how come he didn't disappear? Because it's not, it's a learned trait. Make yourself disappear. It's becoming one with the Force. It's the same thing with at the end of the Last Jedi when Luke Wait, disappears. Where'd you get this from? Like some fan thing? Uh, it's I don't know. I read it somewhere. It's the same thing. Like Luke, you just he just became one with the Force. He's he's being he's leaving his this existence. And for Obi Wan, he knew like I can be more powerful if I'm always with Luke. So yeah, but he made the call when he like okay, Vader's gonna come at me with the sword, and I'm just gonna. Force goes out of the way. He just knew, like, look, they can get away. Yeah, and and me even even too, like Vader goes up to the goes up to his clothes and like steps on it. Like, where'd he go? It's even confusing to him. Vader doesn't know about this. It's like, what what happened to him? You'd think he would know about it, but he didn't. Because he just yeah, he's a so, dark, he's a dark side guy, right? Yeah. So so he so definitely it's a learned trait. Yeah. Yoda at the end of his life, when he realized he's got nothing left to offer, he just decides I'm going to be one with the force. Now I'm done. He was tired and he was over and he was done. Luke at the end of the last Jedi, he becomes one with the force and he's done. And he disappears. All right, remind me how the scene went when Luke went. Cause I don't remember the last. Jedi. It was the, it was, um, it was almost this very, is similar, but different to what Obi-Wan was doing. He was buying everyone time. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's in front of Kylo Ren, which I can't stand Kylo Ren, but that's a story for a different time. <laughs> and, um, you know, he's buying time by distracting him. Then he realizes he's really not there. And then Luke, you know, he was, I think yeah. it took all his energy yeah, and he was tired now. and he was done. And then he's just like, I'm done. And then, you know, that was a really cool scene. I got to admit, there, there's stuff about those other three movies I do like, but I do like how, like, we first see Luke, you know, not when we first see Luke, but we see Luke at the the moment standing, looking at the suns, the two suns. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's got this bright future ahead of him. He's got yeah. this whole adventure. He's young. And then it ends with him, you know, becoming one with the force. 
in front of those two sons again. Very poetic. Very nice. But anyways, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Learn trait. Okay. He becomes one of the force just to become more powerful. And, and I like that. He sacrificed himself to Vader. Yeah, but okay, so he, he stood in front of the window, right, when they were trying to escape the Millennium Falcon. But he was trying to draw the attention of the stormtroopers away so they would stop firing on them, right? I mean, that's, that's the reason why he moved in front of the window and was kind of looking to see if Luke could see I him. I don't think that was a window. I think it was a door. Well, not a window. I'm sorry. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A framed in yeah. area of action. Yeah, I did draw them because they're like, oh, what's this? A fight. Yeah. So they go running over there. Oh, yeah. we should help Darth Vader out. Yeah. Yeah. The the look of the film is really cool. You know, you talk about the production design and, and, and just shapes and ships and things like we've never seen before. But it kind of does have that sort of element of a little bit of a cheesy factor, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, in some of the sets, and it looks like they just grabbed junk and bits and pieces and threw it together, kind of, you know, kind of call it just Star Wars. It, you know, find bits and pieces and and and, and bolt them together and paint them, and, and it's it's a spaceship. Oh, it's a, it's a laser gun. Oh, it's so. A... So you're saying like the Millennium Falcon was just probably some junk that someone looked at at first and then said like this could be a spaceship. Well, the spaceships are a little more designed, yeah. but, but like, you know, like, like the buttons, you know, like some of the control panels and the buttons were just cut pieces of plexiglass mm. stuck on, you know, and, and like the targeting computers, just like a metal rod with some screws in it. And just, it was enough to, to, to tell the story and to kind of bring you into that world. And, and, and it was enough to not be distracting, but when you kind of look at stuff, it was just kind of like, that's kind of cheesy. Yeah. That's a control panel. You know, and it's just like, uh, yeah. So, another, you mentioned the world of Star Wars, and I think we can't mention that without talking about, like, the cantina scene, the cantina scene. Yeah. Because up until that point, you're, I mean, you're, you're seeing, you're kind of seeing the two sides. You see, you see, the Rebel Alliance, and then you see the Empire. You see Jawas, you know, you see droids, yeah. you see um, Luke. But it's not until you get into Mos Eisley, and then all of a sudden that door opens, and then the, the Katina scene's going, and you're just seeing crazy amount of aliens. And you realize, wow, this, this universe, this world is so much bigger. Yeah, and I think that the idea of, of having so many different characters, it's not like, you know, they open the door and there's like a bunch more Jawas, a bunch more Sand People, right. and a bunch more, you know, lizard guys. But there was like a lot of stuff. I mean, there was even one guy that it looked like a, a you know, like a 60s NASA astronaut sort of yeah. outfit guy. Yeah. And there was a guy that looked like they just like, they went to like the local Halloween store and got like a Wolfman mask. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, That was one thing. They took him out of the, in the special editions. Which oh, did they really? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, and then there was like one guy, like, she looked kind of like she was Egyptian and the way her makeup was done and mm-hmm. just kind of, yeah, so it really did kind of, uh, it works though. I mean, it, yeah. it works. Yeah. yeah. And there's so many different, and there some of those characters you never see again. They were just in that scene. Yeah. Right. Or species or whatever. And yeah. You got the weird band playing, yeah. you know, all these weird instruments and yeah, so good. Yeah. And, and that's, again, that's just this genius because it, you're still catching your breath from that opening scene. You're learning about 
you know, this, this crazy planet of Tatooine and all of a sudden you're just like, whoa. Yeah. You know, no, that this is, this is more than just two, two sides in a battle. There's yeah. a whole world and universe at play here. Yeah. Um, and just, it's crazy for, to think like, you know, George Lucas just like had this vision of all this stuff. Yeah. I know like a lot of it's, there's, it's not the most original movie ever made. Like it, it follows a very basic movie formula, but, um, yeah, but I mean, it had its own, it was, it was so out of the box as far as visual, you know, the, the design and the style. And, yeah. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. It's the execution of yeah. the basic formula of a movie. Yeah. That he did. So, yeah, it definitely, yeah, it definitely has its own, its own vibe, its own look. I worked with a guy and we nicknamed him Star Wars because he just, he loved Star Wars and everything he did. Like, I, I wish I remember what we were working. We were working on something and we needed a control panel, just kind of a generic control panel. And he put the buttons on and then he went back in and he took white, it was black and he took white pinstriping tape and he pinstriped little borders around all the items. Hmm. And I'm like, dude, don't Star Wars it. Because if you look like on the Death Star, like in all the control panels, they like have, you know, Few amount of buttons, and then they out, outline it. They, it's like pinstriped in white in white tape. It's yeah. a very distinct look, and you don't notice it, you know, when you're watching it. But like, if you like pay attention, it's like it's there. It, it's a kind of a vibe they got going on. And this guy, man, it's just like everything he did. Like he put it together, and it had this sort of Star Wars kind of vibe to it. And I, he just he earned the name Star Wars. And just, yeah, who's gonna work on this? Like it's Star Wars. He can work on it. You know. Yeah. But yeah, everything he did had that little bit of a Star Wars flair to it. Yeah. It was kind of cool. He's inspired by it. Oh, yeah. yeah. One of my favorite uh, scenes in the whole movie, and again, it, it just goes to, it's part of the storytelling because it, it shows just how terrifying the Death Star is, right? Um, when they're flying and this is after all already been destroyed. I mean, that's when you kind of learn how bad the death star is because it well it blows up a planet. Yeah. But I like when Obi-Wan sees it and they're flying. They're like, Oh, it's headed for that moon. They're like, oh, that's no moon. That's, that's a space, space station. station. And here we are. We're, we're, we're as audience, we're watching this movie and everything to us is new. Everything to us is like, wow, we're learning. Oh, this is cool. Well, I've never seen that before. At that point, he's already done the lightsaber. And we're like, what's a lightsaber? Yeah. So we're blown away. But in the movie, this is the first time the characters are seeing something new, something unexpected, and watching their reaction. And you see in Obi-Wan the terror in his eyes. Like, I've never seen nothing like that before. Yeah. You know, and well, turn yeah. around. He's all, turn the ship around. Immediately, he's like, can't <laughs> yeah well even han solo's freaking out too yeah. he's like uh yeah no, good idea good idea oh yeah yeah such a good scene and then they yeah and then they get sucked into the into the uh the death star i love i love how han solo he's you know when he's dressed up as a stormtrooper and he's kind of playing along with it and he's just not having it and and now uh, they break into the detention center and he answers the intercom Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was just gonna, yeah. Great, great bit of comedy there. It's like, hey, how you doing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're great. Uh, how you guys? Yeah. 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 Like, we're fine. Fine. Everything. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. fine. Uh, how are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Was probably that is what tipped them off. Like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna send somebody down there right now. Yeah. Small weapons malfunction. 
<laughs> reactor leak very bad yeah yeah it's just everything's fine everything's cool and, and that's when we meet i mean that's when we see princess leia and at this point we've we've seen her you know she tries to to outwit them with the whole alderaan thing and say it's on dantooine yeah but um they uh this is where we see her um we realize okay well, she's not your typical damsel in distress she's not the princess that that truly kind of doesn't need rescuing you know she could take she could take up a gun she can fight back yeah you know she's she's different but she does need to be rescued she's in the she does need to be rescued but but outside of but the outside of, the, of that of the, of the cell yeah right. she's still, yeah and and then you know her and uh her and han don't really get along at first no no how many different nicknames does he does uh, he have for your worshipfulness Oh shoot! I, I thought he know. I thought he had like a bunch That's of a different good trivia questions. Yeah, I don't know. I don't worry. Yeah, you're listen, your highness. Listen, you worshipfulness. Listen, I don't know. I thought he had a bunch of different nicknames for. Her. All right, so you know they're rescuing her. She obviously is not into Han Solo right away. Right. You know, and they split up, which again is another funny scene. How he's chasing the stormtroopers down. Yeah. And then and he gets yell, to the yelling end. at the top of his voice and thinking. And yeah. then they turn around and they start chasing him. Yeah. Um, great scene, but they, they split up and then you got Leia and Luke alone and, you know, they're about to do that jump across, but she gives him a kiss. Yeah. So what do you think? Do you think it, they were always meant to be brother and sister? Do you think that was always in George Lucas's head or do you think he, he didn't know that and he made that decision later on? Yeah. See, I don't, I don't know. And I'm even wondering if, you know, if Luke, if George Lucas even had in mind that Luke, that Darth Vader was Luke's father, was that even in 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 well, part, part I, of it too? I did, heard. Did he just kind of wait a minute? What if we make Darth Vader Luke's father? You know. Yeah. No, I always heard that was the case. But but Luke and, was, but Luke and Leia weren't. And they always, called them Star Killer. You know, back then before they were Skywalker. Yeah. But I always heard that was the case that was supposed to be about this guy named Anakin and his his kids. But, but see, yeah, I don't think Luke, the Luke and Leia thing as brother and sister would have been there. Cause he wouldn't have said, they wouldn't have written stuff like, Oh, she's beautiful. Oh, I got, I got a thing for her. He did. Yeah. They very much implied that Luke was interested. Like, I love that scene. Like, uh, when Han was like playing it off, like, like no bounty, no, well, he said no money, no rescues worth this or anything. And yeah, Luke's like, good. And then he goes, well, you know, on second thought. Yeah, she's got a lot of spirit. Got a lot of spirit, yeah. 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 What, do you know, what do you think, a girl like her and a guy like me? He looks like, no. Yeah. So you could tell, like, okay, there's they're, they're trying to go with the love triangle right. thing. So, yeah, I always wondered that because it's kind of weird. It is weird. Yeah. Yeah. And I get to, like... Okay, yeah, I like the idea that they didn't know their brother and sister, but yeah, I don't know. She was quick to kiss him. <laughs> they, when they jumped over that cavern, she was quick to be like, Yeah, but it wasn't. This like, is for luck. Yeah, it's just like a, yeah, it's like a good luck kiss. When, when has that ever happened in any other movie or just even in. She's got, got a lot of spirit. Yeah, she's got a lot of, a lot spirit. of spirit. Yeah. 
Yeah. She's smart though, you know? Maybe she's like, she's maybe, smart. maybe she's like, this is going to be a really tough swing. This kid needs a little adrenaline rush. Let me give him a little kiss. That'll, that'll get him going. That's true. That little burst That's of energy. That's the answer. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like the cartoon when the cartoon gets kissed and it starts going crazy, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> she's smart. Yeah. She knows, yeah, she knows what she's doing. Yeah. So, one of the things that special edition things that I didn't like, going back to the Han scene, was they added a lot more stormtroopers. It was like this giant room now where it was like all these stormtroopers were in, yeah. but they were just standing there. I like the original version where it was just like a couple of them. Yeah. And chasing. But I will say this out of all the special edition changes or all the things they added, there is one thing that was just dead on perfect. You know what I'm talking about? The extra creatures at Moss IFC. No. No. The um wait, 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 wait. Something they added in the in the special edition that mm-hmm. that needed to be there to make it to make it better. Yeah. I can't guess. I don't it. think anyone would argue that this was a bad choice. All right, what? And if you're listening to this and if you do think this is a bad choice, let us know. Let us know in the comments okay. if you think this is a good choice. It was um when C three PO and R two were trapped in the room and the soldiers come in, the stormtroopers. Oh. And then one bumps his head. They just added a sound effect. Like, <laughs> he goes, oh. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Yeah, that's I've good. always seen that's that. That's good, yeah. And then, yeah, when the special edition came out, it was like, because I can remember my parents be like, hey, watch, that stormtrooper's going to get his head hit. Yeah. But you, you never hear nothing. Yeah. But then they, they just put it in. That was a good one. You know what I noticed in the the, the conference room on the Death Star and, and Vader's talking to... Grand Moff Tarkin, and they're they're doing a scene, and I wanted to rewind it, but I didn't. And it looks like looks like Vader's like talking to him, and then he stops talking, and before the scene ends, his hand's still doing okay. this, like he's saying something. Yes, right? I just for the very first time I saw that last night, and when I, I watched the movie. See, that's what I saw too, and I'm like, for the first time, yeah, wow, yeah, okay. yeah. That's because we're both watching intently because we know there's a battle coming up. <laughs> But yeah, it looks like he's continuing I, to say yes, something. Yes, it was the scene after he tells him like uh, that Obi Wan is is here. The Force is with him. He, yeah, and and just that he sensed him and that his old master's here. And then yeah, it ends, and all of a sudden you see he's doing this thing like he's saying something. Raised up. Yeah, yeah. David Prowse, man, he probably had a lot more to say. And let me tell you okay. about Obi Wan. Okay, but is it still is it still in the in the newer versions? Did they take it out? Because that's that's kinda, no, they didn't. I watched the four K version because that's considered. Oh, you did. I watched. Yeah, that's what I, I watched. I would consider that to be a mistake, like an error. Like he's still. You can tell he's talking, but he's not saying yeah. anything. You think they would have nope. fixed that? I thought. I thought I saw that because it was four K. But you watched it on the VHS, and you still. I saw, saw it. it on my grainy VHS. Yeah. So it it's there. Yeah. That's interesting. And that is weird that I've never noticed that before. Nope. Yeah. First timers. Oh. You can watch a movie a hundred times and always. You'll still learn something. Something, yeah. Yeah. And that's why it's important to own your movies on physical media. Physical media. So. See, and if I didn't have that physical media VHS, I wouldn't be able to watch the original. That's true. Okay, I know you love the Star Wars universe and you love Star Wars, right? But what if that movie, Star Wars, was standalone? They never made it. Never made another Star Wars. It was just that's the story, beginning to end, boom, done. Would you still like it as much? That 
That's a good question. Isn't it kind of like that's a good question. You have the Star Wars, that's it. It's on your shelf with all your sci-fi stuff. Man. Because a part of me likes to watch it from a nostalgic point of view, knowing that this was the first one. Brings me back to a time when I was a kid. And I know there's all this other stuff around it, but I really don't care about the other stuff. I mean, Empire's cool. But yeah, what if we kind of does it kind of change your perspective yeah. on the Star Wars universe? Because then it's not really a universe anymore. Right? No, just, no, I what, yeah, that's a good question. I I don't know. I would like to say yes. I don't. I don't know if we would be doing a podcast on it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But um, oh man, that's a good question. It's like uh, you know, like Logan's Run or. I mean, you got to look at it like, okay, so what are all the cool things about this movie is the lightsaber, right? Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. That's still in it. Um, but, but yeah, but like the, everything around it, the culture, like all the toys and, and all that stuff. I mean, that kind of grew from. Okay. I would like to, okay. I think cause those toys, those toys were a big deal before there was any other movies coming out. Right. Right. So. If there was no other follow-up movie, one, that that his, that mania was still there, and if that mania was still there, um, with just one movie, they they would still be conventions. I still think there would be those toys would still be highly sought after because now they're, you know, I mean there are correct collector pieces. I don't think Disney would buy it out, you no. know. Um, well, what what movies are one and done that that's huge? Like, well, ET, right? ET, ET's one and done. Mm-hmm. Buckaroo Banzai, Buckaroo Banzai. That's I think that's what it would be. It'd be a it'd be it a, would be Buckaroo Banzai, like a cult cult classic. It'd be a cult classic with huge conventions and huge and 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 um, big following. And I think that it wouldn't like my kids' generation. Uh, probably would not be into it no yeah they probably don't know what you're talking about they don't know what i'm talking about yeah yeah i don't know if they would put so much care into the making it look better or or what but no there's no point in doing anything extra because then you want to preserve it as uh you kind of archive it and maybe not buckaroo bonsai i don't know because that the, the, the mania for that first movie was huge well buckaroo bonsai doesn't have mer- merchandise et has merchandise. yeah it's got you know little et characters and Maybe ET's not it either. What's up? Yeah, I don't know. Something that was really big. I don't. Rocketeer. One and done. Ah, but no, it's, it's a different. It's a different, a different kind of. It's a different thing. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Hmm. Great question. What's our time? Oh okay. dang. We gotta move on. Okay, gotta move on. Good Lord. All right. Okay. That's part of that hour. Okay. Is there any? Is there anything else we want to talk about? Yeah, I want to say something. Okay. So it's something. It's something that's really obvious that this was done pre CGI. And all the shots are in camera. And you know, every time I watch it, I'm just like, man, 
you know, it was groundbreaking, you know, the way they were able to pull off these shots and make it look so good for a space movie. And so much of it was just like one spaceship after the next fighting this one and, you know, dog fights and, and that kind of stuff. And it was really amazing. Just even watching it again last night was like, man, you know, the shots were just incredible. You know, die, you know, just the X-Wings, you know, mm-hmm. across the surface of the Death Star and going in the trench and everything. And you're like, man, this is all just practical. These are all practical shots. Yeah. Yeah. Those X-Wings are cool, though. Yeah. I love the X-Wings. Well, even the TIE Fighters. I mean, those things, yeah. like, that's a spaceship. Ball with two little, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It is funny, like, you know, you ever hear or see the pictures of like, oh, this picture has a sound. Yeah. You know, you, you see a picture of a TIE fighter and you know anyone knows what that sounds like. How do you describe this? You can, it's like you a, can look at the sound. Like a like growl, that. a howling, a howling, a howling growl. Yeah. Yeah. And how did they decide that was the sound for it? You know, it's just like, super yeah. cool. but it goes with it. Yeah. Like I totally, yeah. Would, yeah, that's, yeah. That's exactly what a TIE yeah. fighter should sound like. Yeah. But all those, yeah. But everything, it's like even that trench scene was so iconic. You know, at the end, it's like, you know, they're going to fight this thing. And it's not like they're going to like attack and blow it up. No, they got to go down to this trench. And they got to mm-hmm. like be in this little canyon. Yeah, like a canyon, right? And then reach their target point. Yeah. Just groundbreaking, really. And, and, every, and everything from from the production design, the, the stories, comic book, and not comic book, but old, old, um, old Western serial uh what do you call yeah. It? What do you call it? What's the name for that? Yeah, serial westerns. Serial yeah. western sci-fi stuff. Yeah, but yeah, from the look of it and the visual effects and the characters and everything. Yeah, and the acting wasn't bad for crazy. No, it was great, really. For them, for these actors to say some weird stuff, you know, like make make believe stuff. You know, it was good stuff. Well, that's the thing you think about. You think like you know, movies from the seventies and sci-fi. A lot of times, it's like you don't really care if the guys can act mm-hmm. or not because it's a fake fantasy world anyway. But everybody was just like, yeah, they played it professionally and they got Alec Guinness and Peter Cushing. Yeah. Right. You know? That's another thing. Yeah. Grand Moff Tarkin. What a, what a great villain. Yeah. You know, you may fire when ready. What? <laughs> You're, far too, You're far too trusting. Phantom Wings too remote to make an effective demonstration, but don't worry. We will deal with your rebel friends soon enough. Yeah. She lied to us. Yeah. <laughs> he was surprised. She walks in and said, <laughs> she comes in the room and like all, you know, yeah. I recognized your foul stench when I walked in. Charmed to the last. Yeah. Which is. She'd it, like to take it back. I didn't mean that foul stench thing. Yeah. Don't blow up my planet, please. Yeah. What's, what's interesting is that, you know, I think we underestimate Grand Marf Tarkin's um, villainous. I think he's a better villain than the emperor. I've always liked him more. Oh yeah. As a villain than the emperor because he, he bossed around Vader. Yeah. He was Vader's boss. Yeah. She found him holding Vader's leash. Yeah. Vader's leash. Yeah. So he, he controlled, you know, he told Vader like this bickering is pointless. Vader, release him. You know, he can stop Vader from doing whatever he, he can't, Vader can't just do whatever he wants, but. That was kind of cool that he had that kind of power over him. Yeah. I mean, Vader's, Vader can choke and kill anybody in the room, like, but Grandma Tarkin's still, like, is... He's the man. All right, Jim, you got any movie magic for us this week? Uh, I worked with a guy. I'm not going to go into the details of his, of his name and everything, but uh, recently passed away. Mm. R.I.P. 
Yeah. Model maker, model maker guy, famous model maker recently passed away and um, his wife got all of his collection of miniatures and movie props uh, together to auction and secretly in his stash of stuff, he had uh, one of the original model X-Wing. Dang. Yeah. Even his friends didn't know he had it. And all I can think of is he, he got it and didn't want to tell anybody he had it because he thought he would get in trouble. It's probably smart. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, his collection went up for auction and that, that X-Wing sold for $3 million. $3 million. $3 million, yeah. Was it uh, a Luke's X-Wing? It was one of the red, one of the red uh, team leader yeah. X-Wings, yeah. I think all, all the X-Wings are red. Yeah, there, apparently there were four. Three were accounted for. He had the fourth one that was missing. Oh, wow. And I think that's how the story goes. But yeah, they just unboxed it and there it was. That's cool. Yeah. Three million dollars. Jeez. My other movie magic is, I don't, I don't remember what project. I think it was a, I think it was a commercial for Boeing and the production designer, uh, Les Dilley, if I remember the name correctly, he was one of the designers on Star Wars. And uh, we met with him on the project and went to his house in Malibu. And uh, he's like, oh, I've got something for you, you know. And he unrolled this drawing of the, um, of the targeting. You know, at the end of the movie when they're standing around that big circular uh, targeting map. Yeah. And uh, he's like, I've got this for you. And he's all excited. And like, oh, that's neat. He's all, I designed that. And I didn't make the connection. And so he, you know, he unrolled this print and, and, uh, and he signed it. I think he was really no into way. It. And then he That's also cool. had, and I've got this too. And he has a, a blueprint of the, um, of the, uh, cantina, the bar. Oh. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I designed that too. Dang. Yeah. Really neat guy. Really excited. And he just like, he, he basically went to his, you know, his, his files and he had the original blueprints. He must, you know, he must do this for, you know, for people he's worked with just for fun. Um, but he ran up a couple of copies and signed them. and That's great. So I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah. So he wasn't the, the lead production designer, but he was you know, one of the others that, uh, you know, he designed that, uh, the map room and the, and the cantina. So that's kind of neat. Yeah. I should have brought him. You know, I, it's, I yeah, I you know, it's it. interesting. There's like anything someone did on Star Wars and, and not just this one, but the other two. Um, like that's just, that's immortality, right? Like, cause these movies, as long as there's a world, I think will always be around. Yeah. And that stuff will last forever. Yeah. Well, not the stuff, but the design and look of things. So yeah. that's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well, let us get into the deeper theme of this movie. So here's what I got. What do you got? Now, I've watched this movie a lot. I have done sermons on this movie before. I know you have. Um, so I always try to try to want to look at something different. Okay. You know, like okay, what 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 am I what is this speaking to me right now? And what I really got out of this one it was just I think the call to adventure. Right? You know, like when I said like this isn't a a very unique story um as far as story goes, but um the call to adventure, like you, you got Luke who was just this guy, this, this boy, this kid. And he's almost like romanticized, like the, 
the rebellion and the empire, right? He gets all excited and jazz and he wants to go and, you know, he's just like, I've got the hope we're, we're, we're fighting for the, for the good. And he's got his call to adventure. Um, Han Solo, he's kind of just going throughout his life and, you know, he's, we learned that he's made mistakes. Like he's got a bounty on his head. He's got all these things that he's dealing with and he's just trying to, he's just trying to skate by, but yet he gets his call to adventure. Like this is this bigger picture and he didn't see it coming. Um, Leia, she's kind of already there, right? She's already in the midst of it. She's already, um, you know, been in fighting this war secretly for a while you know obviously she's a spy even though darth vader she says i'm not a spy she's a spy <laughs> let's be real um so she's had her call to adventure but her call to adventure really does come when her planet dies or gets destroyed because that's like her dad's gone all those things are just it, it over her so it's almost like her call was to the her next big step Mm-hmm. You know, she's not the kid anymore. She needs to take on this, this role anyway. So I just look at that, like, you know, our, our call to walk with God and this call to adventure that we don't know where things bring us, but like, it kind of covers everyone in life, right? It's the youngster getting called to adventures, the guy that's been around for a while and made mistakes, but he still gets that call. And it's, it's Leia who's, you know, in it, but is going to the next level of things. And I just think that, that that's what God, you know, God calls us all in different timing. Yeah. You know, it's weird. I was thinking the other day, like, you know, you talk about the the Christian life and the Christian walk and you can, you can believe, you know, you can take the Bible, the word of God, and then believe that it's, that it's true, Mm -hmm. you know, that there is a God. And then, you know, for, for some people like myself, it's just like, there's no doubt that that God is there. You know, He's touched my life and shown me things, and it, and I've experienced things enough to know that there's no doubt that it's not just like this blind faith. It's a re, it's a reality. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a matter of fact. But then you you think about your life and you're like, well, what kind of a life do I want to live? Because you can you can be a farmer. You can be the the guy that sees a farmer, mm-hmm. and on Sundays he takes the days off and he goes to church and he sits in the pew or you know, chair and sings the hymns and then goes home and, and he has that close relationship to God, that kind of matter of fact relationship, but it kind of doesn't go beyond that. Mm-hmm. And then there are other people that like yourself, that you, you know, you're going to go deeper. You know, there's a call to adventure because there's so much more going on in the Bible. Yeah. Than, I mean, it's like, it's huge. Mm-hmm. It's deep. I mean, the history, the spiritual world, you know, you're talking about dealing with stuff from the past, present, and future, and it's big. Yeah. You know, so it's like, it's like when Luke, when Obi-Wan Kenobi calls, he called Luke to, to go on this adventure, go with me to Alderaan. And Luke kind of backed off. He kind of got spooked, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, no, I think I'm just going to be a farmer. Yeah. I'm just going to be it's a like farmer. It's like he wanted that call his whole life. And he, yeah. But then when he finally gets it, he's he, just like, oh, I don't know. But he dives in and, and then. Oh. So now he's like, yeah, he got involved with, in the adventure of his life. Yeah. How many more movies? Could have just been the one movie. But Could have been the one. Yeah, but Yeah. But anyways, I was just kind of thinking about that the other day. Yeah. Hmm. That's good. All right. 
Well, it's time. It's trivia battle time. I'm excited about this one. I've been excited all week. Mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. Because Terminator was your movie. It was. You, there was no doubt that I wasn't going to win that. Yeah, you destroyed me. And mm-hmm. then Rocketeer was my movie, and I yep. destroyed you. Yeah, I knew I was going to lose. And we seem to be on equal ground here in the Star Wars yeah. world, so this ought to be good. This is going to be good. It's, it's, it's up in the air. It's up in the air. So. I'm feeling confident. You feeling confident? I'm feeling very I'm confident. I'm feeling confident that right. it might come down to the last question. So. All right. Trivia battle. All right. Okay, so you guys, two only two of my questions got answered throughout the podcast, but I quickly replaced them with mm-hmm. backup questions. Wait, what's that voice? Is that a horse ghost? Horse ghost Joel? <laughs> horse, ghost horse ghost Joel. Ghost. Giving us the, the trivia <laughs> questions. I'm, I'm, I'm picturing him in his chair over there with this, like, this sparkly uh, blue glow. Yeah. All right. The first question you guys answered in your talk was what this kind of ship was that um, Princess Leia's ship, which is that it was the consular ship. Okay. Um, the other one you guys answered, which this was an easy one, but what planet does Princess Leia first tell General Tarkin the rebel base is on? Dantooine. Which is Dantooine. They're on Dantooine. But all the other ones, there was one you got close to answering, but you didn't say the specific thing, so I got 11 questions. Um, since you won last time, you get to choose... Who goes first? So, how do you want to do it? How do you want to do it? You go first. I go first. You go first. All right. Yeah. Mm. Okay. All right. You ready? I want. I kind of want that question that we almost answered. Well, you don't get. Okay. I'm just saying. You get to choose what question I give you. Okay. First question. Give your dad all the easy ones. That no, it's I just go. <laughs> no, to, no, I just go no, down I get my no, list. No, I rarely I move the order. Let's okay. go. What is the very first line of the movie? It's C three PO. Did you hear that? Yep, that is okay. correct. It's yeah. Did oh you hear wow, that? that's good. Yeah. And he says that because they turned off the generators. Oh. Okay. All right. Next question. How many Jawas did it take to carry R two D two back to the Sandcrawler? Oh come on. <laughs> <laughs> How many Jawas? Yeah. I, and I'll tell you, there's, I'll accept two numbers, but there's there's one number that's a little more correct. I've got the music in my head. <laughs> what? We couldn't find a thing. How many are carrying them? I'm going to say four. A uh, steel? You can go with the steel. Eight. No, you guys are both wrong. Oh, I, wow. I figure you can, get, you can get two on each side of them. So initially- I thought it was- when he gets picked up, there's it's five. Seven, huh? No, when he gets picked up, there's five. And then another one rushes over to help him carry him. And then it's six, six. for the uh, rest of the time. Dang. All right, whatever. Six oh, Jawas. This, this, wow, I stumped you guys you on did. that one. <laughs> I never thought about counting Jawas. No one counts Jawas. Because <laughs> as, as the scene was coming up, I was thinking, wait a second, how many Jawas do carry R2-D2? Like, yeah, like it, that popped into my head. All right, that's a good question. All right, wow. next question. Okay, this is an easy one. Um, what language does Uncle Owen need a translator droid to be able to speak? Make sure it speaks bocce. Yeah, that is correct. Uh, next question. What term does Uncle Owen offhandedly refer to Bed Kenobi as? Uh, an old hermit. Lives out beyond the dune seas, but I think he calls him a wizard first. He does call him a wizard. Wizard first. Okay. Yeah. I'll accept Yeah, he calls him a wizard. Wizard. Yeah. yeah. That old man's just a wizard. Wizard. Okay, all right. You guys are doing pretty good. So it's two to one, right? It is currently two to one, yes. 
Okay, you ready for the next question? Mm-hmm. All right. This is a, I don't know if this is going to be an easy one or a hard one. I guess it just depends. What was the difference in the tracks near the destroyed sand call- crawler that gave away that it was actually destroyed by stormtroopers and not sand people? Ah. It's because um, the sand people walk in signal file lines to hide their numbers. And these tracks are all spread out. Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll accept that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right next question. I thought it was funny how he said, and these blast marks are too accurate, too accurate for stormtroopers. Like, yeah, right. We see how they <laughs> yeah. shoot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's either that or how bad did the sand people shoot? <laughs> yeah. should, when they when they redid, you know, in the new version, they should have. Oh, these blast points are t- are way too are are just way too sloppy. Must be must yeah. be stormtroopers. Okay. Um. What was Greedo's last word that he speaks in his native tongue? Was the last he's not going to know this. This isn't in that version. It's not. No, I know it. He says, "Is ah uh, Boska?" No. I bet you have. Pew. He says, "Well, that might be right because he, I, I'm I'm we he, I watched because he version. watched this version. He's right. It's ah uh, Boska, uh, but Boska. the version I watched it was malarkey <laughs> no, or, or or no, it's McClunky. McClunky. That's what it is. Yeah, uh, McClunky. Why did they? Why did they yeah. change? I don't know. Goes, it's it's goes, dumb. McClunky. Yeah. It's not translated though. We don't no, know what he says. All he says is just McClunky. It's probably like McClunky. the F word or something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he, I'll give it to him because yeah. you're right. It, in the version you watch, it is uh, Boska. Yeah, if they yeah. didn't add that, that would be the last thing he says. Yeah, that's a weird. So they they threw an uh, an, an expletive at the end of his McClunky. space. It seems like it. Yeah, yeah. McClunky. McClunky. <laughs> okay, next question. You ready? Yeah. Okay, what detention block is Princess Leia being held in? Detention block. This is a hard one. A A two three. Yes. And okay. now, do you know what level? Oh. I'll accept AA23, but I just, I'm curious if you know what level it is. No, I don't know what level. Okay. It's level five. I knew it was a lower level. Okay. Next question. How wide is the thermal exhaust port the rebels need to hit in order to destroy <laughs> the Death Star? Uh, three meters wide. Nope, steel. <laughs> wait, wait. Still, still. Three meters wide. Steel. No, it's one meter wide. Steel. No, still. Okay. Still. Yes, steel. Steel. Two meters. It's two meters. Oh, it's two wide. meters wide. Yeah. Oh, I, wow. I, I can't believe I missed that. It's one. like shooting Walmart back home. It's a small thermal exhaust port right below the main port. Yeah. Wow. Two okay. meters. Okay. Uh, two meters. All right. Well, next question. Uh, Second to last question. And I'm saving the, the hardest one for last. Right. Um, this is kind of an easy one. What place on Tatooine does Luke compare the trench on the Death Star to during their attack run? This is my question, right? Yes. It's Beggar's Canyon. Yes, that is correct. That Beggar's is an easy one. one. Okay, this is my last question. When the Millennium Falcon is pulled into the Death Star by tractor beam, it goes to a docking bay. What is the number of the docking bay? 94. 94. Docking bay 94. No, no, no. Docking Bay 94. That's not it. Docking Bay 94 is Tatooine's Docking Bay. 
I'm talking about the one on the Death Star. You're talking about the one on the Death Star. And they're getting pulled in. Yeah. We're opening the magnetic field. Clear docking bay blank. And I'll give you a hint. It's three numbers. Like, like it's three. Just... We're opening the magnetic field. Hang on. Like, I'm replaying it in my head. I don't know it. Let me say something like, oh, because I keep thinking he said Clinger Bay. Clinger Bay 327? No, he says Clear Bay. Clear Bay. Three, you, yeah, that was it. 327. 327. We're wow. opening a magnetic shield. Yeah. That's great. That's, that's good. It's, I, wow, I can't believe you guys, you got that. Yeah, Clear I Bay always said, that's funny because I always thought I said like Clinger Bay 327. Like that was a, a phrase, but is it clear the bay? Yeah, clear he says the clear bay. the bay three twenty, clear bay three twenty seven. Because oh, wow. mm. I guess whatever was in there, they would get it out. So they oh, oh man, okay, that's a new for me. That's a first. Wow, that's I, thought, I always thought it was Clinger Bay. Like that was the name of the bay, Clinger Bay. Mm. <laughs> I did skip a question, but right now the score is six to three. Because you got two steals. It would have. Oh, that sucks. The two, the two steals. It's six to three? Yeah, because he got. He, it would have been four to three if he didn't get both of those steals. He got oh, two of them. Oh, that sucks. And, you were, and, those, and they were steals where you're like one off. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that meter one, man. That meter. But do you guys, do you want the last question? It's an easy one. Yeah, I can't win, though. I mean, it's I'll, all over. I'll give it to you anyway. It's all over. Give it to me anyway. Uh, what is the name of the area that Luke is in when he gets knocked out by the sand people? If you know, don't say it. I want to guess. Hang on. Obi-Wan says it. That's what we were thinking. I think I know, I think I know what it is. Okay. Do you want to? I know what it starts with. It's like it's called like the jungle and waste aren't traveling no. lightly. No? It no, no, with- that's it. The jungle and waste. The jungle waste. The jungle. Oh yeah, Jun- yeah. Jungle, jungle, jungle waste are not traveled light. Yeah, not traveled light. Yeah, yeah. it's jungle. Yeah, that's good. Oh, so if I got that, then it's six to four. Yes. Okay, so I didn't win too horribly. Not too bad. It's the steals. It's the uh, the, the steals. Yeah, that's 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 where, where you get... rack up your points. Is, is knowing something the other guy doesn't. <sighs> well, I was way overconfident on this one. Anyways, um, look at you, man. You got like a real <laughs> grin on your face. Just trying to stay humble. Yeah. Trivia battle. You're going to walk through your front door when you get home tonight and just throw your hands <laughs> in the air. I beat him. I beat him. All right. So, what's your final thoughts on the film? Final thoughts and ranking. I ranked it, it came up as a 10. Now, mm. this is my personal thing but i didn't think it was going to rate as a 10 because it's not high on my favorites list mm-hmm. but it, it's a 10 it hit all the marks yeah and, t- and two of the marks are like you watch it and you want immediately want to watch it again like yeah you know that's yeah. one, that's usually a, a big one but everything and you think you know you think like production design and you think like acting and everything everything was done really well i mean everything yeah, I can't think of any any flaws in it. Is there any any flaws that you think? Like, well, I mean, other than Vader still pointing, and that's true. That was the first flaw. Guys, bonking their, their head. No, but I mean, it that's wasn't good stuff. Though. It wasn't like there was one actor that yeah. was like, yeah, that guy's kind of lame. They or, all carried their weight. Yeah, everybody carried their weight. Everything worked. Yeah, and the music, the score was great. Can't beat that. 
don't know. I I, I think I went a 9.7. And the reason why I don't feel like I can't go a 10 because I feel like Empire is such a better movie. If that makes sense, like to me, an Empire is a 10. But see, I don't know. What's weird, what's weird is I don't know if I'd rank Empire as a 10 because I think that, that Empire does have some... I had to look at it again, but I, I do think that it does have some minor flaws to it. Not flaws, but things that don't bring it up to a 10. Like, it's not rounded out, like, of a beginning, middle, and end. It, you know, it's got the big crazy cliffhanger and stuff. So Big crazy cliff... Yeah, well, that's 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 a... That's a different yeah. conversation. Huh. Yeah, no, maybe I'd go 9.8. Yeah, maybe I'd, I'd move it up because yeah, it really is. It's so special, and it is. It has birthed so many other. I mean, every new director or writer, you know, that's out there now with new movies coming out, they were all inspired by this film, right? They were all. So it has done so much for just so many people, and joy and excitement, and you know, knowing the. There's a, a good guys and a bad guys and there's evil in the world. And then there's, there's hope that you can overcome the evil. And then there's also redemption. And so there's all these things that Star Wars does that just hits everybody on a human level that I think is just, yeah. I think the world would be a very sadder place without it. So that's my take. Good take. All right. Well. If you made it this far, thank you for tuning in, and we hope that you enjoyed this episode. Uh, again, please subscribe and like. That helps us out. And comment and let us know about uh, your um, your Star Wars story. When did you first see it? What did you think at first? So, uh, yeah. yeah. And if you're the guy that just saw Star Wars and none of the other films, mm-hmm. we want to know who you are. Yeah. Yeah. That would be something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw Star Wars. He's probably the guy that's like, I saw Star Wars. Yeah. And then, and then he was done. Yeah. But if you like but if you saw Star Wars and you liked it. Yeah. Alright. Alright, thank you. Mm-hmm.